This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Consulting, leading experts for assessing and transforming management, sales, culture, and team performance. Learn more at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Oh, today for this episode, Lee, we have got a lot to talk about with Chicky Fitzgerald. We're going to talk transparency and a whole bunch of other things, right? We're going to talk about game-changing mentality and game-changing actions. Exactly. Everybody, welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast. We have uh, Chicky Fitzgerald with us today. I am Audrey Strong. I'm the Vice President of Communications here at SalesFuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith, the President and CEO of SalesFuel. So Chicky Fitzgerald, the CEO of Solutions Innovations, spent the first half of her career working for industry-leading travel distribution tech and telecom companies. If you've ever made a travel booking online or checked in for a flight, chances are that Chicky worked for or consulted to one of the companies that pioneered that tech. The second half of her career, equally as impressive, uh, been spent turning trip tech and travel storytelling on its head. She's also the author of The Game Changer, a business um, fable about transformational business design. And she's a fellow podcaster on C-Suite Network. Chicky, thank you for coming to our microphones. We really appreciate I- cannot tell you what a pleasure it is to be on this side of the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) For once, yes. And if you have not had the pleasure of meeting Chicky in person, which we have, she's delightful. Totally. Totally (laughs) delightful, yes. Well, I uh, share that uh, feeling about you guys. It was just amazing. So so let's get started. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm. I'm really curious about. I mean, you got started off as a as a female in high tech. I mean, and and running a, a you know a tech enterprise. You know, at a very early on in, in your career, at a time when I mean, it's still we still hear stories about uh, how difficult it can be. And I, I have to imagine back then it was even more so. What was that like? Well, I will tell you the the story that is indelibly imprinted <laughs> on my psyche was a meeting that I had at, when I was at American Airlines, and I was actually pitching raising $5 million for my first venture, which was going to be inside the company. And fast forward to this meeting where I'm, I'm presenting it, and of course, my boss, my boss's boss, my boss's boss's boss are all in the room, and you know they are the ones who initially start trying to answer his questions. And mm. invariably, it ended up becoming uh, a conversation just between Bob Crandall, uh, the CEO of, of AMR Corporation, and myself. And I got the money, and I started the business, and it was awesome. And I was in my late 20s at the time. So wow. it was a very heady thing, I will tell you. You are big on transparency. I know that that was something Lee and I were interested in talking to you about. As a concept in general, how do you view it and how do you define it and use it? Well, I'll tell you what. There are certain people that transparency makes them super uncomfortable. And when I started my radio show, uh, I do tell stories about myself on the show, uh, you know, in context with what my guest has experienced. And I've had people to say, oh, don't tell anybody you've been through that. And, you know, I know from the people who have called me and said, oh, my God, I am so glad that you shared that because I didn't know that someone who is as as successful as you are would have been through that, right? And so I think it really helps other people, uh, first of all, open up, which Mm -hmm. I I think is is so important for success in business. Um, 
but you know, as I describe it in my book, The Game Changer, it really is about being successful with your peers has to do with letting them know your backstory too. And I also have to believe that managing people, leading people, I mean, you have, if you don't have trust, you're nothing. If you have no credibility, I don't see how you can possibly lead people. And so a big part of that's got to be transparency with your own direct reports, wouldn't it? Well, it has to be. And again, there's a little bit of a fine line because some people deal with facts better than others. And when you're in an early stage company and you're bootstrapping it and you are paying payroll, you know, from MasterCard and Visa or paying mm -hmm. your MasterCard with Visa, which is more mm -hmm. often the case in early stage. Sometimes those kinds of things are best kept to yourself because other people can't cope with that. They'll freak out. Yeah, they do. So, you know, I think you really have to be disciplined in thinking about how what you're going to say is received. Mm -hmm. but, but you're still a big champion, though, of transparency, though, with your direct reports, other than the occasional thing that can cause people more anxiety than actually calm. I'm, I'm exactly. Guessing. Exactly. I think that, that you hit it right on the head. So you say people should be a game changer at all times. What do you say to a manager who's listening to this who's more of a personality that resists change <laughs> um, and is in a bit of a stasis? Well, I think they have to just step that far out of their own comfort zone. It may not be a true game-changing activity, but mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if uh, you have a copy of my book cover uh, that is a part of this podcast uh, of the promotion of it, but the cover of my book is Dominoes on a Chessboard. And I love that book cover. It's amazing. <laughs> so cool. Well, when I saw that, it had to be my book cover, and I'm so glad my publisher agreed. But the thing is, we all have different comfort uh, zones that we live in, and mine is really big, right? And, and I can move completely outside my comfort zone uh, in most ways, right? But you have to know where your limits are, too right? And, and because I'm super big on my faith, right? I just have to trust that, you know, I am going to get to the next place that I need to be and I'm going to have what I need to have and to believe that somewhere packed in my suitcase, right? That those capabilities are there and maybe I just need to reach in and find them. And you had to really rely on that faith and, and, and the power of your network. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that was really important then to actually get get you through some difficult times so that you can make that transition to to where you are where you are now. You wanted to share that story? Well, there there are actually a couple of them. I don't know which one you're referring <laughs> to, but there there was one specifically. I ran a group called the Executive Girlfriends Group. We had about 700 members nationwide, but every week we would have. 12 or 15 of them on the phone and the right ones would always show up, right? It, it wasn't always the same group. And I was at a place we had filed uh, bankruptcy from the failure of, of a tech venture that I had been involved in and I had no money. We were at the end of the financial crisis, right? So we had, we had sold everything that it was possible to sell. And I had an opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. to pitch a multi uh, well, let's just say I didn't know how big the contract was, but it was big <laughs> with AARP. And I didn't have the money to get on an airplane. And I didn't have the money to find a place to stay. And two of the women who were on the call that particular day when I had that opportunity, uh, one of them uh, gave me the frequent flyer miles uh, that I needed to get there. And the other one lived in D.C. 
and would have allowed me to stay with them, but they were going to be out of town. So she ended up just letting me use her apartment and I had never met her. So that was a huge leap of faith on her part, but it just showed me that that transparency and not being afraid to share that really allowed them to give, right? One of my favorite books is The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann, which actually was the catalyst for me writing The Game Changer. And they've really talked about how if you don't allow others to give, you're, you're robbing them. Well, I'm glad that you brought them up because I was going to ask you about the law of value. I know you, you make mm-hmm. mention of this in your book, and, and uh, that's something that they share on your podcast. You want to share that with the audience? Absolutely. You know, as, as each of the characters in my book, and it is a novel, by the way, uh, but it does have woven into it many things that have happened in my own life. And that's the beauty of being an author is you can uh, take that literary license. But you really have to be offering more uh, in value than you're asking for in payment is the bottom line. And so it was really the, the story of one of the characters in the book who really had to understand what kind of value they were offering to their clients. And you may just have to read the book to find the rest of that out. <laughs> and I can imagine that also implies into a manager or to a salesperson or to any employee of a company as well. They have to provide that value uh, to keep getting that paycheck. Well, yes, not only to get the paycheck, but really even to uh, to build a solid team, you've got to be providing value to your peers, mm-hmm. not just to your clients. And and if you are being asked to do something that doesn't feel right and, you know, you need to go and talk to somebody about that, again, you've got to be able to be transparent and then you've got to be able to uh, actually pitch that value argument, right, of why it's actually costing the company more sometimes to say no than it is to say yes. Interesting. You've had quite a wild ride in your business life and in your career, the extreme highs and lows. I remember when we were talking in San Francisco, Yeah, you're laughing. And the reason I'm glad you're laughing is because one of the things you also like to share with um, folks is that you find joy everywhere. And that's actually for everybody who's listening, what Chickie's sort of energy is that she puts up. It's very joyful. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's the story behind the book, by the way, is, is really finding that joy. How do you do it? Well, there are two fundamental principles that, uh, that really guide my life. And again, it ties back to the faith, but you, you can apply your own orientation to it. But in the morning, I really look for two things in my life, peace and clarity. And peace doesn't come from the absence of difficulty or chaos, right? Sometimes you actually find it right in the midst of that. And clarity, if you think about the the metaphor of a flashlight, sometimes all you've got in your hand is, you know, just a little flashlight, maybe that the batteries are weak, right? Or maybe you've got your cell phone, or maybe you're fortunate enough to have a big, you know, a big floodlight. And, you know, I just ask just to be able to see a little bit further than I could yesterday. And when I have that peace and clarity, then I can cope with anything. And I actually can find joy in the things around me and can be more open, right, to opposing opinions, which, you know, that, that is what we run into as we're trying to push a business uphill. Sometimes it feels like pushing a snowball uphill in the sun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how you get there, right? You have to just keep going and keep going. And since you're down in Florida, I'll share an analogy with you then. So I guess you could liken peace then to the eye of a hurricane. 
Yes. <laughs> that is a really good analogy. I love that. <laughs> One of the things that you also say that you're an expert in um, is inventing new revenue streams. And I think that we can all agree that all of us would like to hear some of your wisdom on that topic as well. <laughs> well, you know, we've all experienced it. I mean, the most obvious to me is I remember I used to hate going to New York City because I, I rarely ever have cash in my pocket. I, I, just, I just never have. I, I used to have a checkbook, and then it was, of course, debit cards or credit cards. And you think about that pain, that universal pain that we all experienced. Uh, and rather than deal with it, right, the, the cab companies eventually started taking credit cards. But that Finally. was really, really tough, right? Yeah. Um, but then comes along Uber and, and Lyft that completely remove that pain. So the business model per se, right, the paying for somebody driving you somewhere isn't what changed. It was removing the pain from that. And, you know, that's what we're doing in my company now is we're taking that universal pain that everyone has called trip planning and just removing the pain points. Right. And, and that is a business model change in and of itself. And the other one I do want to mention just quickly is giving and companies mm -hmm. that give more make more. And so we have built into our business model of my new tech company, giving back a minimum of 10% of our revenue stream to our client's charity of choice, not to ours. Right. And, and then if our client is a nonprofit, we actually give 25% of our revenue to them as a donation. Wow. So I, I would say if you don't have giving built into what you do as a company, start there because it'll blow people away. I remember doing that. In fact, on that very AARP project, mm -hmm. I told them at the end when I was giving them the invoice, I said, by the way, tell me uh, who I send uh, a donation to at your foundation because I donate 10% of all of my consulting revenues uh, back to our clients' uh, charity. And they had never, ever heard of anything like that. So if, like you had eight heads, huh? They looked at you. Oh, yeah. they did. But hey, they accepted it. Oh, do you have, any, you have any great feedback <laughs> stories, though, from, from clients or whatever about that, about how it might have impacted people's lives? Well, uh, not yet, but we are absolutely hoping to build that into what I call our new balance sheet, mm. which rather than just measuring uh, the traditional assets and equity uh, types of things that are in your balance sheet, we want to measure the impact on people, right? We want to be able to show names and faces and stories of the people that have been helped through that. And, and imagine, you know, if I'm going to build a half a billion dollar company, right? How much we're going to be giving to charity, right? Uh, in, in the name of our clients, of course. But, you know, I mean, it really becomes astounding when you think about scaling a business and, and how that giving scales along with you. So the core product for solutions, your company is uh, tripproximity.com. Do you want to share a little bit about that so people can check it out? Well, uh, the kinds of people that need to check it out are people who own uh, the systems and run the sites that people use every day because we're a business-to-business -business play, not a consumer play. Uh, so we plug our tool into CRM, calendaring, contact management, ticketing, and registration platforms. And we integrate 
trip planning right into the things that people are doing every day. And again, I'll give you just one last analogy there. Think about 10 years ago, you were driving down the road, you needed to get to a meeting, you were hungry and you needed gas in your car. So you had to stop get out of the car, get gas, then get out of the car again and get food if you didn't want to do, you know, drive through fast food. So you go into the subway, get a great sandwich made. Whoever would have thought that those two things would have been in the same place, right? What genius would have said, yeah, let's put food in the gas station, right? But now you, you wouldn't even consider going into a gas station that, you know, you couldn't get those kinds of things. So that's what we're hoping to do to travel is put travel where people actually decide that they're going to travel. And we just launched on Monday, and you'll laugh at this one, but we are integrating into one of the Ancestry.com platforms, Findagrave. And <laughs> you can go check it out there. So go into findagrave.com, which is free. Pull up your, your uh, deceased relatives, right? Or, or even somebody like Shakespeare, right? And you can now plan a trip to the grave of that individual. And, and, you know, they may not have even thought of that before, right, if you've been following family history. But, hey, I would love to go see where my ancestors in Ireland uh, were, were buried. I it's chuckled at the, at the first part of that story because I remember as a kid when, when uh, my <laughs> mom and dad used to drive me to rural West Virginia to visit my grandmother. We'd always have to make a turn then to go up this giant hill. And at the bottom of this hill was this place, and it had, it had two signs that said, eat food, get gas. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they had it even back then. But <laughs> hey, I'm in big trouble over here in Denver. You want to know why? There's a gas why station within walking distance of our offices here that has a Cinnabon in it. Okay. Oh, so, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, what more could you want? It's perfect. <laughs> wow. So, Chicky, you just glue those right onto your thighs, you know? Yeah, <laughs> try, try not to go in there. Um, tell us about the podcast so that our listeners can migrate over and also sample your podcast. Well, uh, the best way to get to it is csweetradio.com, and it's called The Game Changer. And it will uh, jump out at you off of the page because there is the picture of two fish bowls. And uh, one, uh, you've got a fish jumping out of the smaller fish bowl, jumping into the bigger fish bowl. And that one is uh, brightly colored. And again, the, the image will pop off the page. So you don't even have to remember the name of it. Well, I wish I had a brain that worked like yours. It's fascinating. <laughs> really hey, do. You, you can know? borrow me from time to time. I love to brainstorm for others. I, truly, I do. Because sometimes just getting out of your own world opens your eyes. And that's the other thing I would tell people is if you don't think you're a game changer, just try to focus on somebody else's issue and, and just use your knowledge and expertise to try to help them get to the next level. And I can definitely say that we were energized by our conversation with you out in San, San Francisco. It's like we only planned on, you know, maybe talking to you for 15, 20 minutes and then about an hour and a half later, there we were. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Chickie's company is Solutions. I'm going to spell it. It's Solution with a Z on the end. So Solutions. Yeah. And then I love your Twitter handle. Everybody, I encourage you to reach out to her. Chickie Fitz. Exactly. In fact, that's what I am everywhere on social media. So uh, would love to talk to whoever is trying to change their game. And again, uh, you know, I take uh, conversations with uh, anyone who really does want help on the game changing side. While I don't consult for a living anymore, 
uh, I do have the ability on my site for people to book 15 minutes with me and talk to me. Fantastic. Well, and in honor, in honor of your alma mater, something good is going to happen to you. Right? <laughs> oh, I remember that song now. Boy, was that a long time ago. <laughs> Thanks. Or Roberts University, in case everyone was wondering what that reference was to. That, that's what <laughs> yeah, 1975. You're, you're really dating me now. <laughs> I'm dating me. I'm dating me. <laughs> Thanks again, Chicky. Thank you guys so much. Can't wait to see you again soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.